You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Well, hey church, and a very, very happy new year to you all, and welcome from me into 2021, and I hope you're doing incredibly well, and I hope you and your loved ones at some point, some level, were, have been able to have a break over this cr- Christmas period. If your plans for Christmas were all thrown out, I hope that you have nonetheless known the presence and the joy and the strength of the Savior and His blessing into your life. Well, you know, sometimes at this time of year, we say this, we say, don't put Jesus first. And, and I know people like always look shocked when we say, don't, don't put Jesus first, if they've not heard that before. But we say, don't put Jesus first, put Jesus central. Put Jesus central. And what we mean by that is if you put Jesus first, then you put something second and third and fourth and fifth. And the way to walk out life with Jesus is for him to be in all of those things. And if he's central, then he's also in your marriage. If you're married, he's in your parenting. If you're a parent, he's He's in your relationships. He's in your work. He's in your spiritual walk. He's in your health. He's in your finances. He's in your future. So don't put Jesus first. Put Jesus central. Put him first and put him central. And as we head into 2021, wow, I think we have learned a lot from 2020. And one of the things I think we've learned more than ever before is nothing is certain, right? Nothing is certain. I know we would always have said that. We know that. If we'd said that last year, everyone would have gone, yeah, we know that. Nothing's certain. But we really know nothing is certain. And I think as we come a week tomorrow into this 21 days of prayer that you've already heard us speak about, which has been so brilliant and such an incredible way to start the last two years, I, I think it is needed more than ever at the start of 2021, that we would start the year anchored. We'd start our, the year with our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus and start the year not only in prayer in our own lives, but in prayer together. And so I want to encourage you this week, if, if you've not had one of these booklets, please request one. We can get one out to you or download off our website forward slash 21 days of prayer and encourage you this week to make a plan. Think about how are you going to use the 21 days from a week tomorrow to the best of uh, your opportunity and your ability. Also want to let you know, Hot Off The Press is on Tuesday this week. So just to confirm, the 5th of Jan at 7.30 p.m. I'm, I'm going to be doing a seminar on Zoom on fasting. And uh, particularly if you're new to fasting or you want to take fasting to the next level, would love you to book into that. That is now open today uh, on our website. Either just go to the prayer tab and you'll find 21 days or forward slash 21 days of prayer. And you can book into that seminar up to and including 4 p.m. on Tuesday. And then we'll send out the Zoom link to you. After that, it will be closed off. Uh, And if you get a chance, do read the fasting section in this little booklet before coming. I'll be sharing something of my own experience, chance for questions, us to be together. Hope to keep that just to about an hour, uh, but will be helpful, particularly if this is new for you. For me, fasting with prayer has been such an incredible key in my life and my walk with God. I've seen so many breakthroughs and have entered deeper into the presence of God through prayer with fasting over 30 years and I would love to help you and lead you into that if that's not something you've experienced yet. Well, a title for today's message is Look Up, 
look up. Look up, Jesus, uh, in John 11, we are told he's, he's at the tomb of Lazarus who has been laid there for four days. We're told there's a bad odor which suggests to us that his body is decomposing and Jesus is about to raise him from the dead. And it says, Jesus looked up and he prayed, Father, Father. You know, perspective can be everything. Mark Twain, I think it was, who said, I have had many worries in my life, most of which never actually happened. Jacob lived his life in in depression for a a large part because he wrongly believed a lie that his favorite son Joseph was dead when actually he was alive and well. Perspective. Um, Many of you might have traveled by plane. Uh, For me, I I find it incredible when you get in a a plane, you you take off and you you start to soar above. If you've got a window seat, you soar above the streets. You can see that you drove down and they begin to look like Lego roads, they like these big parks become like little green patches and, and, and perspective is so much different from up there. And the same can be true in our lives. One of the schools that I went to had these, uh, these tiled walls in the corridors. I'm sure it was just, it must have been to protect the walls because you could wipe them down. And there was these light green tiles and then there was a row of dark tiles and then another row of light green tiles and then two uh, rows of dark green tiles. And I remembered them because for seven years of my life, I walked the corridors of this school. They were part of the fabric of my life. And they came high on the wall, probably up to about eye level. I remember some years later, I went back to that school and a really strange thing had happened because the, the tiles had been lowered on the wall and they were, they'd come down more to just above my waist. And I thought, this is so strange. Like, they, they, why have they changed the tiles? And I wondered whether they'd taken the top layers off. And then I, I looked, I realized that the, the, the top layer was, where there were two layers of dark green. And, and suddenly it dawned on me that when I'd been in that school, I'd been little. And the tiles hadn't reduced. I'd grown. I'd grown. I'd got bigger. And what was once at my eye level was now nearer my waist. And sometimes in our lives, It's not the circumstances that need to change. It's us that need to change. Well, hear me right, because sometimes the circumstances do need to change, and that's why we pray. But I I sometimes wonder if they don't change straight away because God is waiting for us to grow before the circumstances move. And to do that, we need to look up. We need to see life through the lens, not that paralyzes us with fear, but a lens that can say with conviction, if God is for me, Who and what can be against with me? If you've got a Bible, I'd love you to turn with me to Psalm 121. You will probably know at least the opening of this psalm. Normally on the first Sunday of a new year, I love to preach, see I'm doing a new thing because you know God's always doing a new thing or or to preach, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Something of consecration, which we will get to in 21 days of prayer. But I have felt this psalm in my spirit for today. Psalm 121. It says this, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I'm going to come back to to these opening verses, but let me read the rest of the psalm and receive it as a prophecy over your life. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. 
The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. The psalm begins with the writer's end. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Some translations say hills. Uh, mountains are actually better here in the translation from the Hebrew there are different explanations as to what this means. What, what does this mean? I lift up my eyes to the mountains. And some commentators say, you know, he, he's saying, I lift up my, my eyes to the mountains, but, but they're not my source of help. But it kind of doesn't make sense to me because mountains have never been a source of help. And he, he doesn't say, I lift my eyes to the mountains, but it's not there. And, and I look here and it's not there. He says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. But then he goes on to say, the Lord is the maker of heaven and earth. And I think... I think what he's saying is when I look up and I see the mountains, I am reminded that there is a creator and I am reminded of the greatness of the one who helps me. The fingerprints of the creator that are in creation. Romans 1 says God has made plain his eternal power and divine nature by what has been made. He has revealed to all of us by what we see his eternal power and divine nature. One of the things I love to do if we, if we have a, a holiday is to climb mountains. And I've, I've seen some incredible mountains in, in the UK. And my favorite mountain that I've been up is Helvellyn in the Lake District. If, if you've never been to the Lake District, I know a lot of people out just never been to the Lake District. You've got to go if you can go. And if you go, talk to me because I'd love to tell you where best to go. My favorite mountain is Helvellyn and it's just incredible. It's the second highest mountain in, in the, the Lake District and in, in, the UK, in, in England. And when you get up there, there's just this incredible, spectacular view. You can do a 360, and if on a clear day, you can see for miles and miles in every direction, and it is stunning. And up there, things look different. Life looks different. You, you're reminded that, that what you can see has been there for thousands of years. You, you're reminded that there is a creator in creation, and some of the things that you can be bogged down in, they look different from up there. Some of you have maybe felt like that when you've seen the ocean and the crashing waves or maybe on a, in a night sky with no cloud and in a place where there's no light pollution and literally you can't count the stars. One New Year's Eve in Scotland in, in a fairly remote place, I remember just the visibility was incredible and tens of thousands of, you couldn't count them, they're there and perspective can be different. Perspective changes when we look up, when we look up. And I want to encourage us at the start of this year to look up, look up and let perspective change. Hebrews 12, 2 says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. And I want us to notice in this psalm, there's a call and there's a confession and there's a conviction. Firstly, there's a call. There's a call for help. There's a question. Where does my help come from? The, the King James, from whence cometh my help. It shows that the, the writer is looking for help. Where, where does my help come from? There's a recognition, a call, an acknowledgement that help is needed. We find the word help 51 times in the Psalms. I call to you, Lord, for help. Oh, Lord, be my help. You are an ever-present help in a time of trouble. With your help, I can advance against the truth. With my God, I can scale a wall. A recognition that help is needed. The humble and the wise person recognizes the need for help. 
We were designed not to do life purely by ourselves. We were designed for Christ-centered community, which is one of the reasons we put such a big emphasis on life groups and Student Connect here at CLM. But not just with one another, but help that comes from God. We were not created to navigate this life without him, without the creator and the helper of our lives. And I'm not talking about fear or a, a sense of inadequacy. Like the call comes to Jeremiah and he says, Lord, I, I can't speak, I'm only a child. You know what the Lord says to me? He says, do not say I am only. I want to say to any of you, do not say you are only. And I'm not talking about a sense of inadequacy. Like Moses, when God appears to him at the burning bush and, and he gives him a, an assignment to go to Pharaoh and, and, and Moses, racked by his own sense of failure and inadequacy at that time, is his first question and complaint or excuse is, Lord, who am I? And God doesn't answer him by saying, I raised you in Pharaoh's courts. Look at your education. Let me tell you who you are. He says this. He says, I will be with you. I'll be with you. He said, you have a helper. Don't worry about who you are and who you're not. You have a helper. And at the start of 2021, I want to encourage us to look up and recognize we're going to need help. I, I need to tell you, I, I am going to need help to get through 2021. And particularly to fulfill the assignment the Lord has given me. I really, really need help. There's a call that I'm going to need help. But secondly, there's a confession. My help comes from the Lord. I need help. I got help. And my help comes from the Lord. It's true, isn't it, that people look for help in all kinds of places. The latest trends, different forms of spirituality. Currently so much out around mindfulness and, and different things that that really, if we understand what is needed, we need help that comes not from those things or those places, but help that comes from the Lord. Some turn to so-called self-help, but, but self-help really is to learn from a guru who tells you how to manage your own life, and you can learn everything you need to manage your own life for only $500. And it will be everything you need for life until another publication comes out from that particular guru. And then you're going to need that as well to help yourself. No, my help comes from the Lord. The Lord is a helper. He was a helper to Israel. He described himself as a helper. The Hebrew word ezer, it means a rescuer from that state of affairs. I'm going to tell you, whatever you need, he will rescue that you from that state of affairs. If you need strength in 2021, if you need peace in 2021, if you need health, wisdom, finance, guidance, whatever you may need. He is an easer. He is a helper. Jesus says the Holy Spirit will come as an advocate, a paraclete, a helper to come alongside you. My help cometh from the Lord. There's a call. I need help. There's a confession. My help from the Lord. And there's a conviction that my help is the maker of heaven and earth. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. And I think the writer is saying this, I, I look to the mountains, the imposing mountain ranges, and I'm reminded of the one who is helping me. He was there in the beginning. He, he put the stars in the sky and he, he called them out and named them one by one. He created the raging oceans, the ice cap, the desert, the expanses of waste. And this is my God, the Alpha and the Omega. I don't only have help. I have extraordinary help. 
His conviction is that his help is able. His help is mighty. His help is powerful. His help is the one who makes the impossible possible. And if God is for me, who can be against me? It can seem an unfair advantage, only it's not unfair because for any who call on him, he will be a help. And I want to encourage us today, church, to look up and be reminded that your help comes from the Lord and he is the Lord Almighty. He is the maker of heaven and earth. He is the one who can do all things, that whatever you need, he is able. Since Jesus first ambushed my family in the late 1980s, I have come to know the daily presence, the daily help, the gentle leading and guidance of the Lord in my life. But I've also known extraordinary moments, the testimonies, the stories of my life where I know God helped me. I know I had divine help. I know things happened that you could say it was circumstance, but it's very strange circumstance. So many challenges the Lord has has brought me through unscathed. So much opposition that has turned around in a moment through prayer. Sickness where the Lord has healed me with jobs and houses and provision and places at school for kids and in all manner of things the Lord has helped me where people have sometimes said that'll never happen and then it's happened. I remember as a church when we needed a car park and we were told no way and the Lord turned it around because our help comes from the Lord and he can do all things when we were at risk of losing the building but our help came from the Lord. Challenges, opposition, it would be unwise to speak about but the Lord has stepped in. As I come to a close on this story. Let me just share one of so many stories in my life. I was in my 20s and I, I, I'd worked for a church for four years and I, I needed to get a different job and I, I wanted to get a job in the corporate world but my CV was strange. My CV had been just being a church worker and I remember someone gave me this prophetic word from Isaiah and it was this, I myself will help you, declares the Lord. I remember for a number of weeks, I was working as hard as I could to try and get work, but it was like banging my head against a brick wall. I remember my little flat kneeling down and, and calling out to God and said, you said, you promised, Lord, you would help me. I need your help. I remember I got up from that time of prayer a little while later and I, I noticed an advert for a job that bizarrely, I, I just, I don't know how I hadn't seen it because it was in a publication that I'd been working through and I and I saw it and I inquired about it. I got invited to an interview with a recruitment consultant and he, he looked at my CV and he interviewed me and he looked at this job. He said, honestly, I've got to tell you, I think you can do better than this job. You need to set your sights higher. And I said to him, look, I've got to be honest with you. I need a job. And if you're willing to put me through for this job, I'd, I'd like you to because I don't mind starting on the bottom rung of a ladder. I, I just need to get on a ladder. And he said, well, if you want me to, I'll put you through. And I ended up going for this interview. And I was interviewed by two people that day for a job that in honesty, I didn't really want, but I, I, I needed. And one of the people that interviewed me would have been my manager. And the other person should have been my human resources manager. But actually, she was sick on that day. And unbeknownst to me, her boss's boss's boss stood in, who was a lady who was the vice president for the European division of this global company. And I got a call that evening saying, do you want the good news or the bad news? This was from the recruitment consultant. He said, the bad news is you, they don't want you for the job you went for. He said, but the good news is that they think they want to put you on their management fast track scheme that normally requires a business degree, first class or, or two one at least, and two or three years of business experience, none of which I had. 
and they want to look at you in assessment center over a day. And I said, what happens if I don't cut the mustard on the day? Can I still do the other job? He said, no, you've blown it. And I, I went ahead for this day and they liked me and they offered me the job and it was a great fit. I got promoted four times in four years that followed and moved through the ranks. And a bit later on, I was on the other side of the same recruitment process. And we would put out an advert in the Sunday Times for five places and we get 5,000 applicants. And anyone who didn't fit was immediately discarded. And that would have been me. But the Lord helped me. My help came from the Lord. As it turned out, the reason they were recruiting for the job I didn't get in the first place fell through and they never took anybody on. I looked at this whole set of circumstances and I said, Lord, you promised to help me and you helped me. You could look at your situation. You could look ahead into 2021. There might be some things around your world. and You're saying, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how this is going to work out. I want to remind you today to look up that your help comes from the Lord and he's the maker of heaven and earth. Maybe at the start of this year, you have some things that are a burden. And as we come in to land this message, I'm going to invite you to bring them to him. Bring them to the easer. The things that you've been holding and weighing you down, you've maybe been fearful about. Bring them to him. Say, Lord, thank you. You are my helper. And take your eyes off those things for a moment and put your eyes on him. And know that he is able I wonder if we could stand together. And I wonder at the start of this year in homes across our city and beyond, if we could say this psalm together, the opening of this psalm, and pause after each phrase. I wonder, could you say with me, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. And look up. Might help you in this moment even just to raise your countenance. Like Jesus at Lazarus' tomb, he looks up and says, Father, that we would look up towards heaven. Together, where does my help come from? Lord, we know that we need help. We're looking for some help in our lives and in our world. Together, my help comes from the Lord. Thank you, God. That help comes from you. Thank you. You are an easer not only to Israel. You are an easer to us. You come to each one of us and bring everything that you are into our world and together the maker of heaven and earth. Thank you, Lord, that whatever we need, you are able. And we look to you. We look up and we fix our eyes on you. We put our trust in you. We put our hand in your hand. And we walk with you into this year and we walk boldly and we walk with courage and we walk with expectation knowing that you've got us knowing that you are the one who sees and the one who sees through it and I pray that you would impart courage and faith and strength and peace to every heart that needs it even in this moment right now come Holy Spirit in homes and bedrooms Maybe for a moment you want to just receive, but if you're also able to pray with me, why don't we bring ourselves to him and say, Lord, with you as our helper, we are here available. And so, Lord, I give you my year. I trust you. I put 2021 into your hands. I believe you will lead me through. I make myself available, knowing you are with me. And I pray, Lord, here I am. Use me for your glory. 
Amen.